You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show. Visit www.indiegamepod.com for more podcasts. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Austin Game Developers Conference. Okay, I'm at the Austin Game Developers Conference, and with me today is um, a famous special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm uh, Gene Androdi from Made Marion Entertainment. Uh, we produce uh, uh, Sherwood Dungeon, the uh, uh, browser-based uh, 3D massive multiplayer game. Um, can you talk a little about what inspired you to create this game? Uh, well, I mean, it started out uh, really being a part of the beta test of... Uh, Shockwave when they released 3D, and I've always wanted to create something in the MMO space. And at that point, I really was a, um, you know, my, my programming skills and that type of thing sort of had to grow up over time. And it really took, um, I mean, close to five years to be able to get your chops up to the point where you could produce something that that actually was uh, attracting a, you know, a fairly large audience. I guess we're at what 1.7 million uniques to MadeMarion.com now. Congratulations. Now, when you first started, um, how did you keep this going, and when did you realize that, wow, this could become a primary thing? Um, well, actually, I, I was working at Radical Entertainment during the daytime, so I was, I was working in the console game industry. We were doing, you know, the Hulk and uh, Crash Tag Team Racing and that type of thing, and uh, these MMOs, uh, um, you know, a whole series of smaller, I guess you'd call them avatar-based chat rooms and that type of thing, I was doing them in the evenings just for fun. Um, and at one point I decided to put some Google ads underneath the game itself and over time that started to grow and, and after a couple of years it actually grown to a point where it had passed my day job in terms of being able to earn, earn a living and so it, there really wasn't this huge risk involved being able to quit your day job. It, it had already passed the day job so it seemed a natural sort of uh, uh, fit to be able to, to do this full time. You know, as as your community grew, how did you like retain them? You know, uh, you know, instead of it, because there are all these other MMOs out there. Um, you know, what what is the formula? Well, I guess I guess being free might be what might be one thing that was uh, that was a good part of it. Um, and we do experience a fair amount of uh, uh, churn in the game itself. But I think the reason why it's sticky, at least to a certain core audience, is is the reason that they 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 over the years they've really watched an MMO grow from being a very very simple avatar-based chat room where you can throw swing swords at each other and it didn't do any damage, and then that would continue to evolve in in front of them. So they felt like they were being involved in the process of creating the game and being able to give feedback directly to me. So you had that, that point earlier on a couple of years ago where you had, you know, maybe 30, 40 people in the game and and, uh, and uh, I knew most of them by name to a point where now, of course, that's not so practical anymore, but but nevertheless, that same spirit, um, you know, that initial seed of, of um, community that, that the, sort of the community started with has sort of carried on and, and, and that continued sort of expectation that they're going to see the game continue to grow as they play it. Now, since you didn't go with any like massive publisher, what were some of the viral marketing techniques that you used or that you found to be useful to promote your game? Uh, well, one of the main things that, uh, that we did was um, I wanted to create the game so that within the browser window it's scalable. So it could be played full screen, but it could also be played by uh, like other traditional web games in a, you know, a small boxed fashion by uh, you know, simply iframing the, the game in. So it could be put on uh, a larger game site uh, just by simply iframing it in and, and showing my ad. So there are you know, hundreds of smaller game sites that are out there that um, their mom and pop 
pop shops just like just like I am. Um, and uh, so for them to be able to say, oh, I, I get to to embed your game as long as I show your ad, and they're free to monetize the other space that's on the page, it's a win-win for both of us. So uh, as a result, um, rather than having uh, like a large um, site, like let's say a miniclip or shockwave.com uh, being, and being beholden to them, uh, instead it's much more of an equal partnership with hundreds of these other game sites out there and they collectively represent more traffic than you know than a larger portal could represent and at the same time if anyone decides to cut me off no one site represents more than three and a half percent of my traffic are you trying to promote people that embedded on their myspace page or their facebook page or? Uh, I, I don't actually know if that works uh, um, uh, so, uh, but certainly uh, anybody who has a web page can uh, can embed uh, Sherwood on it, and and many of the guild sites um, uh, of Sherwood will have a, uh, will have a copy of Sherwood embedded right there, so they don't even have to leave the guild site to play the game. And as this thing grew and you realized it was a viable model, um, you developed another MMO, right? Or is it... Yeah, I released Club Marion last year. Um, I've. Uh, um, and that's more of in the social space. It was it was sort of Club Med was the inspiration for that, and it was more of creating music, driving a cobra around a cool island with palm trees, and, and it, so it was much more of a a cool hangout spot than it was a game per se. And um, that was that, I mean that was fun. It's still successful, and uh, it was a fun project to to uh, work on. Uh, but after I finished that game, it would have been last November. I refocused my efforts back on Sherwood, um, yeah, just simply because at the end of the day, I, I just seemed to love the, the working on the fantasy games the most, and I sort of had a vision of where I wanted to take the game next. And uh, so that's you know at, at least for the. Uh, um, for the foreseeable short term anyway, uh, I'm going to continue to focus on Sherwood as the primary concern. And is it was it really difficult to work on two projects at the same time? Is that a strategy you still use? Because you discovered this whole space by kind of working on a side project in addition to your day job. Now that your day job is your hobby, do you, do you work on a side project in addition to this just to keep learning and keep skills sharp? Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, my side project these days has been actually martial arts and kickboxing. <laughs> so, so at least I've gotten to uh, something that takes me out of the, the front of the computer. But I would suggest that to anybody who's getting around, around 40. <laughs> can, can you talk about the reality of literally running an, like a really successful business just from your laptop in a coffee shop or anywhere else? I mean, when you first discovered this, it, it must have seemed really unusual because you know, you're actually making more income in that lifestyle than, you know, the traditional work. Yeah, it, well, I'll tell you, it is every bit as good as it sounds in terms of, uh, in, in terms of, uh, uh, I mean, it's fun. And it's and it's great to have people write you fan mail and say, you know, we, like, we love your game and, and uh, uh, that type of thing. Um, in terms of, uh, of do, did I think it was weird? You know, no, not really. I just thought it was kind of... I didn't really know where this was going at the at the beginning of it, and um, I just figured, you know, you write a good game, people will come, and it's it sounds naive, and but so many independent developers do exactly that, and and I think I think that that's great. I it, you know, it, uh, it's it's when things don't work out as well, you know, for a lot of independent developers that it that 
you know, it's, 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 the challenges come. I haven't really had the challenges that a lot of independent uh, game developers have had. I certainly haven't had to pitch it. I have never wanted to pitch it to a publisher or anything like that. You know, the intention was right from day one to be able to, to bring this to the end user myself. And so as you move forward, um, I mean, what are the next challenge, set of challenges you have to face? And are you going to, like, start hiring people or um, turn it into a business or, you know, totally enjoy yourself right now, as you are right now? Um, and this is a legitimate business. I'm just saying, like, you know, the whole concept of having an office and yeah. annoying stuff like that. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was intended originally as a lifestyle business. It's uh, getting to a point where, you know, it's, it's, it's growing to a point where potentially when we have to look at hiring people, particularly now that we're looking at, you know, entering the, uh, selling these virtual pets uh, in the game and, and that type of thing. Um, what does that mean? Uh, you know what? I'm really not at a point yet where I've made that decision. It, it, the business itself has dictated what we've needed as we've gone along, and so far I've been able to get away with it. So I'm going to continue to try to get away with it as long as possible. And can you talk about customer service? I mean, you have so many people visiting your site. Um, you know, how do you do? You get a lot of customer service requests, or um, are you able to? Is, is, does your community help each other? I mean, the, the the community helps each other to a large extent. I mean, I do have to deal with you know uh, in-game reports that come uh, that are forwarded to me, um, um, and uh, you know we have a fairly strong system for blocking profanity in the game and that type of thing. However, um, it's free. So at the end of the day. Um, when you have a free game, the expectation for customer service when you're not out of pocket anything is less. Um, and in terms of viral ideas, are you going to allow people to like create content that they can either share out outside a game, or is that a strategy you're going to use? Or? Well, uh, well, the only content I can think of outside is sure what I mean. I put a variety of features in there to allow them to create machinima, uh, so controlling the camera themselves and, and uh, so, so that they can pose shots or, or that that type of thing. Tried to make that easy. Uh, in terms of being able to, I mean, content doesn't really leave Sherwood per se in any other way, but in terms of user-generated content, the approach that I might consider this year is to have a look at exposing some of the procedural generation attributes, the, 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 the things that I use in order to create uh, islands and, and, and dungeon levels, expose them to the players so that they can create, maybe create their own home rooms or home islands to work with. And any last words for indie game developers out there? Um, well, I don't know. Okay, good luck. Keep going. <laughs> you know. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.